Bonjour, hi, I'm Pascal Auclair. I hope this talk supports you in your practice. J'espère que cet enseignement vous sera aidant. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed. Vous pouvez me soutenir en cliquant sur le bouton sous ma photo. Your support is greatly appreciated. Merci. Thank you so much for considering these things. This might all be Dharma. I think it is. All Dharma. But let's get to the real Dharma. No. So what I thought I could talk about a little bit here uh, today, which seemed to make sense, at least to me, was uh, to talk about, um, you know, what we're doing. What are we doing? So that I had two questions in mind. That I was like, oh, like if I'm given a whole hour... <laughs> <laughs> to talk what what would seem relevant was what are we doing here what are we doing and why why are we doing this and so i've tried to touch on this in uh, you know somewhat of a spontaneous way I, i i i i did reflect on it a few minutes took some notes they're not too far and uh Yeah, so what is it that we're doing? It's a, it's a very sp- a, a particular special place here. And I'll, I'll tell you how, how I see this for, for me, my point of view on this, that I love so much. Oh my God, I love this so much. This is so weird what we're doing. I, so, so weird and so... I, so uh, I found it very rich. And so the way I understand this to me here is that this is a a kind of a research center. So we come to rural mass or we dedicate some time at home to enter into a research center where we're doing research about human nature. I think we're doing research about human nature and how suffering, maybe Devon called it stress, how suffering and stress come come to be, comes to be, and how also it comes to disappear. So how suffering uh, appears and disappears. So that's a, the laboratory here. We're, uh, we're, we're exploring this. And um, what we're doing is really, I like the uh, image of the lab because it's, it's, what we're doing is very kind of delicate, precise work. And it, it's good to name it because we could we could miss out on this. We could not uh, uh, see this. So the whole place is a research center. It's not just this room. All the other rooms are also part of that uh, lab uh, outside. Also, ev- everywhere, every moment is. Um, and what we're doing, it's good to kind of um, delineate maybe in English. The field of research, and for us, the field of research. I'm saying this, and I, as I'm saying this, I'm uh, I'm saying it to myself, like I'm reminding myself what we're doing here. So I'm reminding us, and I'm very much included in this. So uh, we're studying uh, uh, human nature, how suffering arises, suffering, confusion, distress. Uh, despair, uh, um, 
afflictive emotions, how it arises and how it can be let go of, uh, how we can experience freedom from these things. And uh, the way we do it is that looking very, very carefully, very carefully, very delicately at uh, present, what's happening in the present. That's the field. It's good to know because if I don't know, I could think, oh, you know, 30 minutes on the cush. You know, I, I could try to get out of suffering by planning what's coming next week and the rest of my life and or figure out what happened then and why. Why did I do this? Why did they do this to me? Why, why did it turn like this? You know, I, I could try to get out of suffering and confusion by thinking of past and future. But no, 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 don't. <laughs> Not here. When we enter this lab here, we are studying present time. This is the field of exploration, present time, what's happening here now. Uh, the way, one way to talk about this is uh, that it's, we're doing something, maybe it could be called, I, I would have to look up, but to me anyway, the way I think about it is we're doing uh, something that is very phenomenological. It's phenomena. We're studying phenomena, human phenomena. Phenomena, to me, and maybe in this teaching, means some event happening now. So some event happening now, in body, in mind, in heart, but it's happening now. So that's what we kind of focus on. Um, and I like this word phenomena, like the, the, the idea of studying human phenomena, human nature, as it's happening real in, in real time, direct, live, as it's happening. Uh, uh, also because there's something about it, um, this idea of uh, research, lab, pheno- phenomena, studying phenomena, that I, uh, I like. It's a view, I think, that I got from my teachers uh, that has been very helpful for me. And maybe uh, for you it will be helpful. See if it resonates. So here we're presenting things uh, in order for them to be helpful. So, of course, not everything will be. Uh, and so you have to, you know, with your own expertise, intelligence, critical thinking, uh, sensitivity, intuition, etc., to, to say, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll keep this, or I'm noticing that this resonates, you know, and I'll work with this. And so one thing that I really appreciate about uh, here, and I think the whole practice is going in that direction also, is that when, we're, uh, when I'm sitting here, to practice, um, you know, a view that would make sense, that you might have, totally, natu- totally natural, would be that you would discover something about yourself, you know, it's my breath, my body, my agitation, my calm, my... But there's also another view possible, and partly wisdom is, is, is hides somewhere in there, that when we sit here... Uh, or when I do, uh, I'm invited to experience things or perceive things slightly differently. It's not so much referring back to a Pascal. It's a little wider. I'm studying human nature. Uh, things that happened to others at other times, 2,600 years ago, last week, uh, somewhere else, you know. And uh, this is things like uh, breath, you know of the public domain, as some say. You know. So as I sit here, it's not so much me and my breath, it's uh, 
breathing, being sensitive, is something that happens to uh, living beings or human beings, if you want to put it this way. And so it could, everything could refer back to Pascal, but uh, it could, it's good to present it like, like this, to at the moment of, uh, you know, it could be any moment, lying down in the room or eating. To me, when I'm in mindfulness, using mindfulness as a tool, suddenly I, I move a little bit outside of the I kind of, you know, ultimate uh, measuring unity, unity of measure. Everything's saying something about Pascal, you know. Uh, Suddenly there's just, oh, taste, crunchiness, softness, saltiness, discouragement, hopefulness, or tenderness, harshness, tingling, confusion, uh, stepping, in-breath, all these things uh, have something uh, universal to them that others have felt, will feel, you know, wave of irritation. Oh, la, 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 la. And so that's how I understand this lab here, is we are entering here, we could say it's a hundred personal, hundred percent personal. Everything that's happening, but I think there's another view also where we're discovering what happens in the mind, in the psyche, in the heart, in the in the body. You know, ache, ease, unease, uh, all these things. And so, um, and so that's one of the particularity of. Uh, of what's happening here. Maybe we can, you can play with this a bit. Maybe it resonates, maybe not. See, notice how it lands. This is also mindfulness, is to be there and hear what now Pascal is saying, but at another moment, uh, another of us, you know, and to notice how it lands, just, just to see how it lands. And yeah, the, the, the main tool is, uh, is uh, sati, the word in Pali, mindfulness. And I'd like to kind of unpack this just for a few minutes to, to say how maybe how it's been presented or how I experience it myself. Or, and you can see if it, again, resonates with your experience. So one thing that I uh, appreciate about this uh, Generous attention, curious presence. Uh, so, so there's words, you know, but we want to t- see what's the experience for me of this. What, what's, the, what's the felt sense of this, what they call, what we call mindfulness, you know. It's, it's just a word, you know, but it refers to something that we can, uh, you know, know in an experiential way. In a, in a felt way, in an intimate way. In a, and so this, uh, let me call this, this uh, curious attention presence. What I like particularly about it is um, there's something candeur, um, we would say in French, there's something candid about it 
that it in itself for me is uh, liberating. This 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 particular angle, kind of um, as if I was breathing for the first time, or as if I was sitting for the first time, is so so intriguing to me. You know, I've been sitting for you know practicing meditation for I don't know twenty five years maybe at this point, and uh, and it's so interesting that like this mindfulness would allow me to sit and have a fresh curiosity about, like, hey, I wonder what's going to happen. <laughs> you know, it's very, it's opposite to blasé mind, like, oh, no, another sitting. <laughs> you know, maybe you're not there yet, coming <laughs> in an hour or so, maybe I haven't visited you <laughs> again. But there's this uh, quality that is developed that... Uh, you know, is not in preconceived ideas. It's freed from the known, freed from habits, freed from being habituated, used to. And it's so refreshing, so liberating in and of itself. And I think I have deep, deep gratitude just for that, to sit and say, like, oh, what is it like to be a human being? Wow, it really sucks. <laughs> Sometimes it does. But there's this freshness of like, what is it like to be sensitive? And I put it in my words. You probably already notice. Oh, he says that. Like to me, that's really intriguing. To be sensitive. Like to have senses. That's what I mean by that. To have six senses in Buddhist uh, psychology. To have, you know, uh, or some of them, or, you know, some are more accurate. I can see now that, you know, my sight is going down. And so I see, I'm, I see people. <laughs> I know you're people. <laughs> it's getting a little blurry past the first line there. So, but still, there is a light coming in, let's say, in some shapes and forms. And so it's a very particular kind of sensitivity, you know, to, to sight and to sound. is a very different experience. And so I like this uh, candor, candor, candidness that comes with, uh, oh, what it's like to be conscious. So weird. Apparently, science is unable to locate it. You know, that, what, what's that thing that, you know, reveals or experience, sorry, things, you know, that I don't know what word, verb to use, record, no registers or feels or highlights some parts of our experience in the moment, you know, that, that suddenly there can be an experience of uh, pleasure or displeasure or an experience of something, um, you know, cold or tingling or a particular kind of uh, shame or something of the spectrum, of the wide spectrum of joy. And it can be experienced, it can be known uh, in the moment. And so this, uh, this very candid... Uh, so that's what we're training here. We're in a training center, we could say also. We're training, we're exploring, we're researching. What is mindfulness? Where is it? How can we invite it? How can we cultivate it? When does it go out the window? What habit of mind, what tendency of mind obstructs uh, or hinders it? 
you know. So here we have many hours, here or there, home, here, here, wherever you are. We have many hours. I, this is why I love retreat as a teacher, as a practitioner, but as a teacher also because I, I think, oh, I love that it's the best version for me because I'll say a few things and then we have like 10 hours to explore it, you know, in the field, go back in the field, you know, and it's like, oh, what is this candor that he talks about? Like, how does it escape? How does it appears for a second and then, whoops, vanishes, you know, during the walking, during the standing, lying down, sitting, during the f- eating or showering or, you know, whatever we're doing. Like, how could it... So it's very delicate to me, what we're doing, very, very delicate. How can it be there uh, around the food, the serving table? What, uh, when is it mindfulness and when is it self-consciousness? You know, when you're in this, you know, serving. And so it's like there's a heightened attention, but it's with a thin layer of hatred. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm so aware I'm serving myself right now, but it's in shame because I'm afraid of, you know, dropping some soup. <laughs> the worst ever. Or, you know, like I'm doing, what is it called, this thing for, for lettuce? You know, it's like, you lift, and oh no, something. You know, and suddenly, like, it, there's a presence, but it's, uh, it's thick, it's heavy. I don't know how to call it. It's uh, oppressive. This is not mindfulness, that's something else, you know. But then mindfulness can kick in and say, oh, look at this, look at this. Formation, very particular formation, the kind of desire to not exist for a moment. You know, I don't want to be somebody serving food in line, you know, and being judged by everybody who's actually not looking at all. <laughs> Couldn't care less, you know. And uh, so what is mindfulness? When is it there? When does it drop, you know? Or I'm maybe doing the walking or sitting outside, you know, with nature or looking at the window like I'm in the corner of one area here, and it's simple, very simple, maybe almost, maybe ordinary, maybe, maybe beautiful, maybe just simple. And suddenly somebody appears, oh, how do I look? As a walker, as a sitter, as a, I don't know if it happens to you. It certainly happens to be a lot of the time. So, okay, whoops, I exist in some way, you know, to, to notice this. Wow, there was just this natural presence and suddenly, it has this, I don't know, aura or almost like uh, background, how is it called in movies, the music? Uh, soundtrack. The soundtrack of oppression, you know, like, you know, and it, uh, it's there. And then the person enters their room or disappears and says, ah, oh. Something just vanished. The kind of identification released a bit. Look at that. And now there's just a presence that is much more simple. Ah, so interesting. All these formations. Um, And so, in this candor... Is that right? Because I'm not going to say this too much again if it's wrong. Candor. Candor. Okay, thanks. (laughs) Candor. Good. Got it. Until I don't anymore. (laughs) Uh, With it, I think, uh, and I'm also so thankful for this, I could almost cry. 
honestly could, so beautiful. Uh, and I learned this here, a lot here in this room and around here through this practice. With this candor comes this kind of curiosity. This, you know, when maybe before I had glasses of, uh, you know, I was wearing the lens of uh, what I like, what I don't like, what I want, what I don't want, you know, uh, what I prefer, what I, my opinions, you know. And my teacher is so generous and patient, so patient. Now they're like, Pascal, you can put these glasses down. And there are others. They're called Dharma glasses. You put them on, and you start to be really curious about uh, presently arisen phenomena. Not those you want and those you don't want. Not like this, but just like, wow, this has come to be. This has come to be. So interesting. Wave of discouragement. Never going to be able to complete this thing, you know. Wow, look at this formation. It's very particular. Discouragement. Such an interesting formation. Or something else maybe will show up. You know? And there's a, to me, there's a freedom possible in that that I didn't know of. Because maybe I'm just... uh, I don't know, how does it happen? It's this kind of, it's in that field of curiosity, candor. Um, when you know I could be living with a kind of a sense that I'm not enough or not far enough in that area or that area or pretty much all areas. <laughs> Finances, love, spirituality, <laughs> you know. I could have a general sense that, you know, something's wrong with me or something, you know, it could be something else for you. But, um, and then through this mindfulness, suddenly I get really interested in a step, a step, or an in-breath, or a putting on a shoe, or, you know, a jacket, something, and suddenly the mind connects with something that is happening here now. And uh, by this, this quality of connection with some phenomena, some event, some experience happening now, just putting toothpaste on toothbrush, uh, and there's a, there's a generosity of presence. Suddenly, like, That's an insight I have sometimes. Is like suddenly I notice that, oh, that kind of mirage, very oppressive mirage, that I'm not far enough along or not enough or defective or kind of vanished. And it reveals its, um, although it was very oppressive, very strong impression, kind of belief sense of, I don't know that with a little connection with reality, it kind of vanishes, maybe just for a second, and it comes back really strongly, no, don't you dare get rid of me that easily, you know. But for a moment, just in that step, in that true connection with that taste, suddenly that vanished. And you might not see this, I might not see this at the beginning, but over the days, at some point, like, wow, Look at this. 
That's just a belief, in a way. It's, it's just, it's, the Buddha talks about mirage. It looks very real, and I'm under that spell. I'm, I'm adhering to this. You know, like it's true. Like that's, that's an intelligent take on life. You're a piece of shit. You know, that's, that's like real clear seeing. <laughs> And suddenly, with uh, just a quality connection with something, it disappears for a few, even seconds. And then, oh, it grabs me again by the neck, you know. But for a moment, it disappears. And seeing this a number of times, at some point, it's like, hey, that's actually a little bit more light. It's, an, it's delusion, confusion. It's just, uh, and so I think here I'm presenting a little bit of another aspect of um, of um, what is mindfulness. It's this real quality connection with an event, with an, an object. Is sometimes the lingo we use with a, a phenomena. Is the word I like to use, you know. It's a real quality connection. So uh, maybe earlier here I said that sometimes it's, uh, mindfulness is compared to water. And you imagine water uh, meeting a sponge. So it goes in the, the sponge. So our mindfulness goes inside the experience of a step, a breath, a moment of hearing, a moment of tasting. It becomes, and that's why we use the word that's very appropriate, very... Uh, Judicious. Uh, it's uh, intimacy. So what we're exploring is intimacy with events, experiences. And some experiences are pleasant, and some are unpleasant, and many are neither one nor the other, but we don't care. We, if it's there, we're interested. Or mindfulness is. Maybe I have my opinion, <laughs> but mindfulness doesn't have opinion. If something has arisen, it wants to see if it can exp- be experienced uh, closely, like the water going in a sponge. Or another image is kind of slightly opposite. It's, um, it's, uh, you imagine a cork floating at the surface of a river, this is our habitual attention. Oh, this, my opinion, that, later that, oh, then the past, that. Oh, when I come from a retreat, I'll say that to this person. And Oh, my God, I'm getting nowhere. I should be with the breath. Yeah, yeah, I will be. Give me two minutes, you know. And we're like this. And with, um, with uh, so, so this is the image also, I mean, if it happens often for you to uh, put a watermelon on the surface of water, that's the image that is used in the old text, the watermelon on the surface of the of the ocean, or something like this, or cork, uh, a wine cork, French connection. <laughs> um, and, uh, and the other image that is used for, so that's our superficial, habitual superficial attention. So check it out, is that true? Not me. I don't have a cork-like attention. <laughs> How dare you? And there's another kind of attention that is more like a rock that drops to the bottom of the, of the lake, you know, and so here, uh, uh, this is what we're exploring. Like, oh yeah, this is a cork-like attention that I have right now. How could the attention, you know, drop in the experience or enter it as in a sponge, as I'm 
standing here or being here in line for food, you know? Can the body be felt? Yeah? And so the quality of this attention is that in its uh, really connecting with, being in contact with, really touching or being touched, however you want to see this. Plus, creating suspense, pedagogical tool in the audience. Plus, what makes this uh, awareness of quality is the fact that it really connects underneath preconceived ideas. It dives in the center. Oh, no, salad. I know salad. Oh, yeah, being in a room. I know what it is. Oh, standing up. I know. Oh, moving the objects. I know. It's like, no. What is it to take a fork and lift it, put it down? What is it to chew? You know? So real connection, diving underneath Preconceived idea and, and, that's the end of the suspense, and staying, maintaining awareness, staying in contact. So this is what we're playing with here, creating a connection and seeing if we can stay in contact. Human beings, check it out, is that true for you? Often for human beings, there's one moment of connection with reality we hear a sound, we see something, we feel something, and for us, that's pretty much enough. Then we depart in opinion, fabrication, anticipation, projections, uh, associations. So you hear something, oh, there's a truck, a truck is coming, are they delivering this or that? Or you, know? or you see somebody, oh, I wonder what they do. And then we start to build, it's called papancha in Pali. It's proliferation of mind. So one moment of something heard, felt, ah, my knee, oh my God, what's going to happen? Where are we going with this? Straight to the hospital, I'm sure. You know? And so we build like this. There's a moment of something, and then we build a story around. And so here, in this lab, in this research center, we're trying to see, can we stay at the point of connection? Can we stay with the sound? Can we stay a little bit with the breath? Can we stay? Like we're trying to see is that power, uh, can that power be developed? The staying power. The, yeah, staying, maintaining connection. And in there, there's a lot of information that we can retrieve or that can be revealed. A lot of, uh, a lot of information that we miss when we start to proliferate, make up a story. Or, so the staying, staying. So I'm saying this to me, I hear them as instruction. What are you going to do with this, Pascal, later? What could it mean for you to, be, to connect with something and stay? What could it mean for you when you're going up the stairs? Like to actually engage in the staircase. Is it possible to stay there? To stay there, to stay there, or with the breath, or uh, with the sound, to stay, to hear the bell. It's gone, impermanent. And so often, you know, even here, it's very quick. You know, you hear the bell, bell, wrong, meditation finished. The sound, I don't 
give a damn. <laughs> and here we, maybe it's an opportunity. The bell ring. Ah, can I extend the connection with reality just a little bit before I go in assumptions and stories? And can I stay there? Can I? Stay? If it uh, aches, aches in some way, is it possible to stay there a little bit? Stay there. What could happen if I stay? Many things. I think maybe we'll try to unpack that. What can be revealed when we stay in connection? Some qualities of uh, the sati mindfulness is also, as many of you know, I think is non-judgmental, not non-acquiring. It's not trying to get something. I think that takes maybe a first decade of practice to really like discover that what is that mindfulness that is not trying to get something, but to rather just connect, discover, come close to, or enter. Uh, an experience, not try to, you know, get rid of it. Or uh, so non-judgmental, non-acquiring. It's just wanting to know what is there. Pleasant, unpleasant, neither one nor the other. So these are some of the characteristics, maybe, of this mindfulness. And then, what does it land on? So, to me, that's part of also of what we're doing here. We're developing uh, this, we're exploring mindfulness, we're refining our understand, our felt, empirical, experiential understanding of mindfulness. Not the written definition, but the inner reference of what is that curious, uh, candid connection what is happening so uh, so so there's the quality and what it lands on and the buddha talks about this and the invitation is to uh, is to uh, be curious about to come close to to experience fully or as fully as possible just now uh, what's happening in the body the breath we've talked about this worth checking out, worth developing uh, a caring, careful, curious relationship with breath. Something so impermanent, it's there. It's there, and suddenly it won't be there. But it happens to be there now, just now. So the, the Buddha talks about mindfulness of body, Breath is part of this. talks about uh, mindfulness, being aware, being curious, being in a, in a very... Uh, in a, how, how could I say that? In a, a very... It's not, probably not right. In, in a, in a, yeah, in a beautiful relationship maybe, or in a caring, or in a curious relationship with um, the body and its posture. It's so basic, no? So primary. That's something that I was in awe and found strange when I started practicing. You know, this, uh, 
you know, it seems to me like I have to figure out the rest of my life. You know, what are you talking about? Like awareness of posture, like an awareness of breath. But the rest of my life, the rest of my life, you know, everything that is going on in the world, you know, why would you want me to be with my breath? You know, it's the last thing I want to be with. Or just like when you walk, be aware of walking. When you lay down, be aware of laying down. When you're sitting, just enough awareness. Just enough awareness. That's how delicate this is. Just enough awareness to know you're sitting. And to stay aware of this. And what do we do? You know, we know we're sitting for half a second. And then... I could teach that stuff, you know. I can take a crash course and t teach that shit. <laughs> you know, it, so this is so delicate, this, this instruction. You know, just enough awareness to know that there is a body and to maintain that cognition, that awareness. Wow. I need a few more years to stabilize that because I have so many comments to make <laughs> about everything. And if I really want to do justice, that delicate thing of just enough awareness to know there is a body here and to maintain that awareness, God, it asks of me so much renunciation. I have to let go of all my mental constructions, my comparing, my planning my just to maintain this awareness that awareness that there is a body so awareness of the posture is what the buddha thought that thought taught taught, taught teach <laughs> taught oh, sorry i've been teaching a lot in french lately so awareness of body through breath posture that's what we're doing here in this research center, it's that primary, that basic. And, you know, like I agree if you experience it like this, even when I talk about this, that's how it shows in my mind. I'm like, God, it really asks of us a, a kind of a big leap of faith. You know, it's like my tendency would be to think about stuff. You know, to think, to try to think through stuff. And you're asking me to do something that primary, that simple. I really have to have a bit of faith to try it on, you know, because it doesn't seem like it's going to lead no anywhere. At the time in my life, I was so desperate, so confused, and nothing worked uh, in my habitual ways of overthinking and that I was willing to try it. So often it's the door for people, just enough suffering, you know, enough confusion, enough lack of success in trying other stuff, you know, other things, to be willing to try it. Okay, I'll try because it's a mess. I haven't succeeded at all. Okay, Pascal, now I want you to put your attention on your nose. Okay. I've tried everything else. It didn't work, so I'm willing now to be with my nose if you think it's going to help. <laughs> Stay there. Stabilizing the awareness and coming close to real events and renouncing speculation the rest of my life, renouncing this and just coming here 
just coming here and seeing what can be discovered there. Very surprising, the discovery that I've made and that I know I've uh, you know, heard uh, other describe that they've made. One, just to name this, because it comes to mind, thing that is really interesting to me is that with that connection, with that connecting and staying, connecting and staying with sounds, with silence, with body, sitting here, before meal, during meal, after the meal, we're just be, staying, staying. One of the many things is that it seems like this can be a doorway, a doorway to, yeah, many things, a doorway to compassion, to tenderness. In my agitation, that door was closed, too busy trying to figure out stuff. But by slowing down, maybe feeling the ache, connection with the ache, the ache, then something in time wouldn't show up, maybe another way, but in time, suddenly it kind of emerges or appears. Some kind of letting go of wanting it to be otherwise or judging, and then something shows up. So it's kind of minimal, but some kind of either acceptance, tenderness, care. Very surprising. I've seen also uh, this quality connection, staying, staying with, uh, opened the door to, yeah, I think I named it contentment. Suddenly just being here is enough. Not even in a, that comfortable body, but just by practicing, exploring what it's like to stay in connection, to abandon the wanting something else, to, to just turn again and again with curiosity towards what's happening. Maybe discover that, oh, yeah, it's imperfect, unresolved, uncertain, funky, defective, and okay. Okay. Wow. I didn't know freedom could show up like this. I thought freedom was to be free of all that what bothers me. <laughs> but suddenly there's, oh, it's a whole other kind of freedom. It's like, yeah, things are not resolved. They're complex, or not as I want them to be. Yeah, I don't have control over people, clearly. My own mind, also body. And maybe it can be okay, even if it's just for a few seconds. That experience, because it's experiential, that experience is very liberating, revealing. So these are a few ideas about practice. See, maybe there's a little something, a little pathway, a little something.
that you know creates uh, helps uh, for inspiration or research or or helps clarify a bit something that you can work with or maybe you don't need this you are already on to something But uh, let's see if we can let this be this, just as it was, these few words, or many words. Let's just sit together for a moment. May our uh, generous, curious, candid, careful, caring, attention, presence be the doorway to something we haven't touched in a long time or have forgotten or haven't known even yet something that is uh, deeply helpful, beneficial for this heart and for all uh, the relationships. you thank you so much for your care for your listening and uh, bon appétit thank you for listening to learn how you can support the teachers and dharma seed please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate